With the ongoing pandemic and conversations around reproductive rights at the forefront, pharmacies are playing an increasingly important role in our health. But for some parts of Chicago's south and west sides, drugstores are becoming a rarer sight, especially the big chains like Walgreens and CVS. One researcher calls these areas pharmacy deserts. WBEZ's Esther Yoonji Kang, together with the Chicago Sun-Times, looks at this trend. Monica Mitchell has lived in South Shore for more than 20 years. And during that time, she's had to change pharmacies three times. There was a Walgreens, a two-minute drive away. That closed. Then there was a CVS, and that was maybe three minutes away. That one closed. There was another CVS, about 12 minutes away, and that one was shut down after the 2020 George Floyd protests. It's back now, but another Walgreens she used to go to has also shut down. I basically have to travel further and further away to get what I need. Mitchell is a nurse. She knows the importance of medications and access to pharmacies. It is life or death. There's a lot of asthma, diabetes, hypertension in this neighborhood. Not having to go so far out to get the medications that you need because time is of the essence. It's needed to save lives. As drugstores provide more vital services like COVID tests and vaccinations, contraceptive counseling and wellness visits, data shows that low-income communities on Chicago's south and west sides have fewer pharmacies than other parts of the city, especially the big names. So we hear these announcements about CVS and Walgreens closing. I just worry because I suspect, based on what I know from the data and the research that I've done, the vast majority of those pharmacies are going to be in low-income neighborhoods. That's Dima Cato. She's a professor at the University of Southern California. But before that, she did a lot of research in Chicago on the lack of access to pharmacies in black and brown neighborhoods. There have been closings in white, higher-income neighborhoods, too. But those neighborhoods have enough pharmacies. So they may be closing there and opening another store somewhere. But when they close in low-income neighborhoods or on the south side, we rarely see another pharmacy opening. Cato calls these areas pharmacy deserts. In Chicago, nearly half of black neighborhoods are pharmacy deserts, compared to just 1% of white neighborhoods. That's the widest gap in the nation. In terms of chain pharmacies, WBEZ found that access to a CVS store in Chicago was seven times higher in white neighborhoods than in black ones. For Walgreens, it was two times higher. One problem is that in low-income neighborhoods, where a lot of customers are on Medicaid or Medicare, profit margins are lower for pharmacies. Cato says government can help with that. The federal level, I think higher reimbursement rates for Medicare Part D prescriptions are critical. Opening networks, making sure pharmacies in low-income minority neighborhoods across the country, whether it's an urban area or rural, are in those networks so people could actually go there to get their medications. Another way is to make policies to ensure that companies that open in low-income neighborhoods, well, stay. There has to be more accountability, really, and responsibility. You can't just serve certain neighborhoods and leave. And, you know, your response is, you know, it was a business decision. WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times reached out to Walgreens and CVS. Walgreens says in the Chicago area, 99% of residents live within two miles of a Walgreens. CVS says its closings are a small percentage of the company's overall store presence in the city. 
but that's little comfort to Renita Johnson. She lives in the Roseland neighborhood on the south side, and she's seen a number of pharmacies close nearby. She's glad to have a car to help her get around, but if you're trying to get on public transportation, if you're a truly elderly person who has difficulty getting around, I would see it as a total nightmare. Johnson sees pharmacy deserts as another example of structural racism. She says the closings are part of a larger trend: grocery stores and other retailers leaving the area. One other strike against the black community. Does it surprise me? No. Does it sadden me? Yes. Standing in front of the Woodson Regional Library in the Washington Heights neighborhood, Melvin Thompson points to a building kitty corner from the library. That used to be the Walgreens. It's kind of painful just looking at that. Thompson leads the Andaleo Institute, a nonprofit born out of Trinity United Church of Christ. He says pharmacies, especially the big chains, were trusted sources. And that trust was broken when they deserted these communities. He says corporations might have their financial reasons, but there's some kind of morality to to this. It, at the end of the day, you're not going out of business because you're located at 95th and Halston. You're not going bankrupt because you are serving a community that's coming to you religiously. In some of these neighborhoods, Thompson says the nonprofits have had to fill the void left by pharmacies. His group, for example, has a pantry distributing healthy food. They also work on development projects that bring thriving businesses to the community. Thompson says through preventive medical care, education, and healthy food options, we want to put them out of business. We want to put the pharmacies and and medical industry out of business. He says, if communities work to eliminate the health conditions that require medicine, then maybe they won't need as many pharmacies as they once had. Esther Yunji Kang, WBEZ News.